Hey everybody, it's your boy Buzz from Bulls on Tap and Socks on Tap, brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. And I want to talk to you about something. These podcasts are now presented by Manscaped. If you're looking for the best manscaping products on the planet, go to manscaped.com and browse their awesome selection. The Lawnmower 3.0 brings you 7,000 RPMs of skin safe technology so you don't nick your balls or any other sensitive areas. Want to keep your boys fresh all day? No problem. Go and pick up the ball toner and deodorant so you're fresh all day long. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code ONTAP to get 20% off and free shipping and handling on all your manscaping needs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude, as always, Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here to recap the first preseason game of the season. Chicago Bulls dropped this one 125 to 104 to the Houston Rockets. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at ontapsportsnet. Follow my dude Goose at Bull Scripted and following me at Buzz on Tap. Goose, we got shellacked. 100% shellacked. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Shellack, shellack, shellacked. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is not how this was supposed to go after 280 days of no Chicago Bulls basketball, but this is how it went. And if you had an opinion about it, you're an asshole. <laughs> so, you know, um, honestly, I, I know I think we both know that we're not going to overreact, but I just because it's the first preseason game and we have a huge layoff. But how are you feeling after that one, my friend? Oh, I mean, I, I laughed most of the way through the game. I, uh, I, I was genuinely shocked that we, we got our ass kicked by two of the guys in the NBA who have sat longer than the Bulls have sat. That. That is what blew my mind. That's why it was harder for me to kind of come around to, well, it's just preseason. We haven't played in forever. It's like, all right, well, the two guys that just dropped 40 on us in the first quarter haven't played in two years, and they're coming off Achilles injuries. I get they're past All-Stars. But, yeah, that, that was not the way you wanted to start. The second U unit rebounded a little bit. Apparently, second half, we just weren't going to try, and that's all right, too. Uh, at the end of the game, we, we gave ourselves a little bit of a boiling special and tried to make a <laughs> third third unit comeback to make it look a little more respectable than it was. But, hey, I mean, positives, Patrick Williams. Negatives, we're not even going to talk about it. Oh, well, see, that's where you're wrong, my friend. We're wrong? We got to talk about we it? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Listen, it is our job to critique the play of the game. That is what we started a podcast to do. We didn't start a podcast to water carry. We didn't start a podcast to just say, oh, just just let it go or whatever. You know, like, listen, we're going to critique the game. We're going to talk about who looked good. We're going to talk about who didn't look good. And 
Just because we say that somebody did not look good does not mean we believe that's going to last all season like that. If it does, it does. We'll keep saying they look like shit. If they play well, we're going to give credit where credit's due. We're fair on this podcast, and we're going to continue to be fair on this podcast. But yes, to the first person that you brought up, let's get right into him all the way right away because i mean it's obviously a a burning trending topic right now patrick williams looked really good and it embarrasses me with my whiskey fueled rage the night we drafted him and breaking that glass behind me in the buzz cave here uh you know i'm i'm glad i was wrong like you know on draft night i i never said the kid wasn't talented i just wanted the bulls to make a bigger move and i was not happy with the pick but Again, this is one preseason game. I'm not going to go DEFCON 5 here, but I was very impressed. And, Goose, I was very impressed. It just, like, Stacy kept saying it, and I, I, I want to come up with a different word. I just can't, but how smooth he looked. No, for a 6'8 forward who was sold to us mainly off of his film at FSU as a power forward, uh, maybe even a small ball five. Uh, he looked very comfortable on the wing, bringing the ball up in transition. He hit a couple... Uh, pull-up middies that looked extremely comfortable. The three-point shot definitely is going to take a little adjusting to the extra distance, but given the Bulls' abysmal defense, we're going to see plenty of Patrick Williams this year, and he's going to get to grow on the offensive end. And um, I'm not going to get all gushy on you and say that I'm regretting being disappointed about not making a bigger move. There was still clearly some issues, and player that was rumored to being traded more than anybody else looked worse than anybody else tonight so you could you could angle it that way and say well well we clearly use a playmaker and Wendell Carter looked like shit so you can make the case for uh making a trade draft night all the same still but seeing that the rookie that we do have and will have for the foreseeable future uh, being extremely comfortable on the floor in his first NBA minutes without summer league with minimal camp uh, was extremely encouraging. And I look forward to watching his progression throughout the season. All right. So that's, that's a player that looked good. Let's get into a player that did not look so good. And that is Wendell Carter jr. Now I know you like WCJ, you know, I don't like WCJ. (laughs) I have never been a big fan of Wendell. I wasn't on draft night. I don't like to make excuses for him. And be, you know, when people tell me that his ceiling is higher than Lowry Mario, it makes me laugh. And it, it still does make me laugh. I could be wrong, but he looked like shit tonight. And where I'm going to get a little bit hard on him here is it's not because he was taking three-pointers. He probably should have stopped after the first three missed and clanked. But he kept going, and this is something that I said last year during the season. I'd like to see him take that shot. I'd like, you know, because in, in college... He could hit middies, and he could step out and hit a three here and there. Um, You know, with more repetition, as you know, you become better at something. So maybe this is something Jim was holding him back from. I don't know. And obviously these shots do have the chance to fall in. So I'm not going to hate on him for taking the three-pointers. I'm going to hate on him for looking absolutely fucking lost. Absolutely lost. He had gotten an offensive rebound, Goose. And instead of trying to go back up when he had Eric fucking Gordon on him, and he wanted to run out. He ended up getting another offensive rebound and finally finishing the playoff. I believe that was in the second quarter. Um, yeah, because we didn't see him in the second half. Um, that was probably the best sequence of plays he had after he had fucked up. Um, 
He did not look good defensively. That's another thing I'd like to talk about, not trying to throw shots at anybody on Bulls Twitter here, but where they la- they say it's laughable for Lowry to guard a real NBA center. And Boogie Cousins, like you said, to lead this show off, coming, <laughs> coming back after being gone for two years, just fucking bodied you like you were nothing. Easy. Easy. I oh, and, and I don't like it. Slim, but we're talking Slim Boogie. We're not even talking the boogie of your nightmares. We're talking like Jokic up boogie, extremely slim. And I'm I'm worried about Wendell going the same route. He was a tweener last year, and you'd like to think that dropping a little weight, make you a little more versatile, make you a little more durable, maybe keep you from having these injuries, but. For a player who doesn't have much of an offensive game outside of the post, uh, I don't know what the hell we're going to do with Wendell. Well, again, this could I, it's, totally it's, change. It's one game. It's, it's one game. Right. Exactly. The, I, I'm glad, I, I'm glad you're, you're stopping me there. Well, I just don't want people to jump on Anya or, or me because oh, I, I, I put a tweet out about Wendell Carter Jr. And a guy goes, just call, you know, and a guy came at me. You, you could find it. It's like, I think it was like four or five tweets ago. And he comes at me, he goes, I can't believe you're giving up on him already. I'm like, what? <laughs> Time out, I never believed in him. So, you know, I I will call him, I, I'll, I will call a spade a spade. He had good games last year. He had a couple good spots last year. But he can't stay healthy, and he got literally ragdolled by Boogie Cousins. He got blown past by, by Boogie Cousins, and he got posted up by Boogie Cousins relatively easily. Um, again... First game back after a long time, this could totally change, but I was not happy with his performance. There's also a couple times he gave up and kind of had attitude, and I was surprised to see that. Something I have not seen out of him. Maybe the hairstyle gave him more of an edge. I don't know, but that's where we're kind of at with uh, where I'm at with Wendell Carter Jr. Um, Again, he could totally improve. This could just be a total fluke of a night for him. Just the, you know, the butterflies. He's a human being. He's not a robot, you know. The butterflies could have been in the stomach, and he just didn't perform well. I mean, we, we could see something completely different on the next preseason game Sunday. Hey, and I hope we do, but being in the camp of people who is skeptical about this potential ever coming to fruition, this Bam Adebayo-like potential, I didn't see any Bam Adebayo-like potential last night. And since we've drafted him, I saw a lot better play at Duke than I've ever seen in consistent stretches in the NBA. So I'm, I'm hoping... Wendell finds himself, and Billy not playing him the second half was more so like, hey, you had a bad game. We're not even going to put you out there in the second half. We're getting our ass kicked. Uh, don't worry about it. Come out next game and you know show me what you got because he he was lost on both ends. It's it's one thing to miss your three point shots that you haven't taken very many of in your career. I'm not going to sit here and complain about you shooting shots that last year everybody was complaining about you not taking. You're looking at the rim now, but it, your staple, your bookend, your defensive prowess, uh, we're, we're in drop coverage now. We're not blitzing. So where is your defensive side? I, I don't know. Right. It was uh, definitely definitely hard to watch there um, with him a couple times. I just I don't know if his head wasn't in it or what. Um, Fun fact about this game, if you usually out-rebound somebody, you usually win the game. Bulls had 56 boards, uh, 14 uh, 14 of them being offensive. Um, 56 to 47, Bulls uh, end up obviously losing the game. Bulls had 20 assists tonight. I I, I like to see that that number to get up there a little bit more. Um, 
this this is the this is the bad part here, and this is what I wanted to bring in. Uh, Bulls had twenty one total turnovers, Goose, and that ac- accounted for thirty five points. And didn't we have zero? Uh, no, we we ended up we ended up with three. We ended up with, we three. Ended up with three. Yeah, but three but yes, but wow. Houston only had six total turnovers tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, defensively, we're you know not we we need to get in the passing lane a little bit more. Um, I I thought that we could have jumped a couple pa- uh, uh, passes that would have probably worked and uh, get a little bit more nitty gritty there in the paint, but it, it you know to cause some turnovers, but it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, Bulls got killed uh, in points off the turnover there. Um, a guy that I we already, we talked about bad with uh, with Wendell. We'll talk about good with Lowry Markinen. Um Now he had one three pointer, and everybody knows I'm a Lowry stan. I'm a huge fan of Lowry, but he had a three pointer that I think hit the top corner of the fucking board. I thought that shit was gonna ricochet through my TV and pop me in the dome. I, I yeah, he, <laughs> it was he, bad. He pulled he pulled the Michael Michael Carter Williams there. That, that that definitely happened. Yeah, shit was rough. Um, but I will say the first quarter, I believe it was his first shot attempt, if I'm not mistaken, he blew by a defender uh, for a, I believe it was a left hand left handed finish layup there. Um, and then he had a great great drag step shot over Demarcus Cousins. Um, which I, I was really happy with, and then he hit three out of five three pointers. A little, uh, a little bit more confidence for Lowry today. I think that's uh, really good. And then um, he was a dog in the paint. He really tried to be at least. Um, you know, he was going for loose balls and he was going for rebounds. And uh, you know, he looks a little bit more tone than last year, but he looked a little bit more. I, I can't tell if, if he's actually in better shape than he was last year, Goose. But he looked like he was. He looked like he. Had extra pep in his step today. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like he did get lost a couple times in the offense, where he was just kind of giving me fat flashbacks of last year, standing there waiting for a, a ball to come for a three point shot. But he really couldn't get that off because Wendell Carter Jr. shot all of them for him. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. But yeah, I'm not Lowry's, wrong. But, you know. Lowry's defensive intensity impressed me more than anything I saw on the offensive end. What what he brought on the offensive end tonight is kind of just par for the course. What I expect for Lowry, um, but the defensive end, which you touched on, I definitely felt he was more aggressive, um, maybe a little lighter on his feet. I forgot who put it out, but I do recall seeing he lost 10, 15 pounds. Um, during the offseason, I think Kobe White was the only one to have really put on weight and muscle. Uh, so seeing him being a little lighter on his feet probably works better for Lowry since uh, the extra muscle wasn't helping him in the post on the offensive or the defensive end. So being quicker on his feet, being a little more aggressive on the perimeter and a little more agile on the perimeter is probably the better route for Lowry than trying to bulk up to be a uh, starting five. Definitely agree with that. Now let's get in. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, loop these two together here. Kobe White and Zach Levine tonight. Um, they actually had a play where they both played off of each other, uh, which let and that was in the I believe it was when they both came back in, and that was in the second quarter. Uh, they played off each other coming up the court, past the timeline, and uh, went from Kobe to Zach, from Zach back to Kobe. And they both looked like they were in attack mode when they had the ball in their hands, and Kobe actually stopped and popped for a three. 
and I thought that was a really good play. Now that was going to the right, uh, right side of the court there, um, you know, top. I, I was really impressed by that. Um, as far as creating, it looked like Kobe had some trouble tonight. Um, obviously, Zach, offensively, he's a walking bucket. He can do whatever he wants for the most part. But again, it's another problem I have with Zach is his hand strength. And what I mean by hand strength is, is when he's getting into the paint and he's attacking, it, he drops the ball seven out of ten times getting in there. He he loses control of it. He gets ahead of himself or a little bit of contact will make him lose the ball. Um, obviously, three points, uh, three pointers, I got no problem with Zach. He could, he could stop and pop him all day long, not a problem. Um, but I, I did have a little bit of concern with that. And then Kobe White's defense was atrocious. Um, again, John Wall is, like you said, a former all-star, but has not played in a couple years consistently, and there was no stopping him. Now, it would have been nice to see a little bit of help coming there from your defensive-minded center. <laughs> I'm sorry again. and But that didn't happen for Kobe White. Uh, John Wall was just able, able to get past him a couple times, bully him a little bit. But in all, six assists for Kobe White tonight, uh, five for 11 shooting, 15 points. Uh, four for eight for Zach for 12 points. He got into early foul trouble. He had three fouls in the first uh, quarter. I know it really doesn't matter in a preseason game, but he did. Um, what was your thoughts on them? And before I let you answer that, uh, Lowry did go five for eight from the field tonight. He finished uh, 13-5, um, and he actually had an assist and two steals there and a block. So, But, yeah, what was your thoughts on Kobe and Zach there? I mean, I, I did think as much faith as I have in Kobe and being a playmaker long term, the lack of true playmaking initiator running the starting unit seemed like a problem. And when your best offense is coming from Wendell Carter shooting five three pointers, <laughs> that's not going to cut it. Um, and obviously, Kobe and Zach both only played 22 minutes. Hell, I mean. We were getting our ass kicked heading into the second half, so there's really no point as opposed to push it out there other than the fact that we only have three more preseason games in less than two weeks before we play real basketball. Um, I mean, I think Zach's going to give you what you expect, and I think that's kind of where we saw him not push it too much this game is where last year if we were getting our ass kicked, you would have seen Zach go into hero mode uh, really early. But... I mean, the turnovers from Zach were horrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to critique this game. And, and, like, I take what I watched and then I look at the box score and I'm like, wow, the box score is actually worse than, like, the visual. And every one of our starters besides Otto Porter was a negative 26 or worse. <laughs> yeah. Ch Chandler Hunt. Chandler Hutchison had the best plus minus on the fucking team, and he just drove to the paint and fell on the floor over and over again. But I will, I, I know he did, but I will say Hutch had, Hutch looked quick. He, had he some, always looks quick. Well, you, last year, if you remember, we, we bitched about that a couple times, about how his first step didn't seem to be what we had thought it was. Maybe that injury right. was really lingering. I mean, that's possible, but he still can't finish and he still can't shoot free throws very well. So, well, And he's scared to death to pull the trigger from three. So he is not a long-term solution, obviously. I don't even think in the rotation, but he looked quick. He looked, no, he uh, looked uh, quick. Hutch always looks great. He's got the hairline. He's got the athleticism. He's got the speed. He just 
he doesn't have the touch or the shot. I oh god, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to come around to a positive point to kind of try to cap this off. But outside of the draft pick that we were both disappointed about, actually looking like a professional basketball player right out the gate with no summer league, it's kind of hard to really get excited about anything that we saw tonight. And hopefully that changes uh, in the next game. It, it will. But Noah Vonley bodied some bitches. I mean, this is this is true. <laughs> Stacy had a pretty offensive line there that uh, you oh. might be hearing about from his producer. Just open up your mouth and take it. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need so badly for anybody that listens to this show, and I, I want to say thank you again because you know we season two episode one was the last episode that we put out. This is obviously season two, episode two, but if anybody can make us a new intro for season two that has that line in it, please. Like, I don't care if you use the same song. I don't care if you come up with a new song. If someone can master that shit and put that in there, I, that will be our forever theme song. It's just when he said that, I, I, I had Ren sitting next to me, man. And I, like, <laughs> and Jamie heard it because Jamie was coming back down the stairs. He go, what did Stacy just say? And I'm like, just bring her upstairs, please. Like, I can't believe that. But it's absolutely fantastic. I giggled. I thought it was funny as fuck. Um, another guy besides, you know, Noah Vonley doing well, I do want to give uh, some dap to is Tomas Sadoransky. He really did a good job with the second unit tonight. And even in the second quarter when we were down – or. I'm sorry, not the second quarter. He uh, did he was it? It might have been. I don't remember. It was either the end of the first or the start of the second, whatever it was. But when he came in, um, the Bulls got within striking distance again, and that was at, you know they were down almost twenty. They got back up to like down eleven, I believe, at one point. Um, but that was led by Tomas Sadoransky, who finished with eleven points, six assists, and seven boards. No turnovers for Tomas in twenty-six minutes of play tonight. I, I actually thought he looked pretty good, and I think that is the role that he can possibly thrive in, and that's being a guy that comes off your bench to get your second unit going. Um, you know, he if he's starting for your team, you're not making the playoffs. I'll tell you that now. You're not making the playoffs. All right, well. Well, to that tune, given the issues that we had with the starting unit, yeah, how long do you think that they can justify trying to figure out this Zach and Kobe combo? We have a very tough schedule for the first 20 games of the season. Uh, Billy has stated multiple times that the starting lineup tonight does not indicate what his starting lineup for opening night will be. Do you think that that job is still up for grabs, or do you think they're riding with Kobe White regardless they're riding with kobe white regardless i cannot see them putting that young man on the bench he's walking he, he has the potential to be a walking bucket and i think that billy's gonna kind of let him try to grow into that role if the bulls were really concerned about winning games i think honestly goose that they would have been they would have made some crazy ass moves um you know on draft night or in the offseason and it's just something they didn't do you know um I honestly think that Kobe will be starting um, unless he's injured, and that's when Sadoransky will come in. Or I, I, I do have a solution, and I've been kicking this. I've been kicking, you know, the tires on this. I, I really do have a solution where I do think it can help the Bulls win games right off the bat. If you're interested in hearing it, 
Well, let's let's shoot. I mean, because after what we watched tonight, it can't really be a bad idea, now, can it? No, I think that we need a little bit more uh, physicalness in the starting lineup, and I really believe that Big Chris should start. <laughs> I, I think that he can really help this team do well, and I think that his his polished and great hands and his awesome run will give the team energy to you know to be better. Did, did we re-sign Rajon Rondo and I missed it, or or what what happened there? Because if Rondo's not here, I don't want to see Felicio on the floor. Oh um, no, we did not. We, we but we do we have we do have we do have Ryan Archidiacono though. So we're waving Felicio and he's going to Atlanta to join the Hawks <laughs> to tear shit up with Rajon Rondo, or is or is Dwayne Wade coming out of retirement to come play for the Bulls again? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do have Ryan Archidiacono who I really think could thrive with Big Chris in the lineup. Oh yeah, oh you mean man butt? Yeah, okay. man butt, man butt. Man I. Butt. I, I <laughs> I uh, I don't know. It it was it was all good. It, whatever. It was okay. We we saw no, some no good. Was, I know you took your hair and you put it up in a bun too. You you were getting your Ryan flow on. You don't have to. Lie no to man, us. I got I got the, I got the curls flowing tonight. I actually washed my hair today. I I washed it with Suave, and it's bou- yeah, it's bouncy and it smells like. You know what? To be honest with you, it just smells fucking good. I don't know what it is though. I only you know only wash my hair like once does, a week. Does does it smell like Patrick Williams' mom's flowers? Probably, I it probably smells yeah. not as good as that, but I'm I'm sure like right there though. All right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's hard to judge a team coming off a nine month layoff. Obviously, you know, it's first preseason game of the year. I'm not taking anything too hard. We just wanted to, you know, put out there what we saw, what we didn't like, what we did like. Um, and just before we we wrap this up on the Rocket side of things, man. Again, I know it's just a a preseason game. And everything, and I actually saw. Uh, I'm in a Bulls group chat with a couple guys, um, and I, I one of them posted this tweet in there. It was like, "Oh, John Wall, and Demarcus Cousins look really good. I wonder what they'll look like against legitimate NBA defensive competition." It did make me laugh a little bit. I did think that was funny, but on the Rocket side of things, I know James Harden is like rushing to get out of there, but that has the potential to be a pretty good team. I think if John Wall can stay healthy, I think that you know Chris Paul is a great point guard. We both know that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Chris Paul when he was with James Harden a couple of years ago before uh, CP3 got traded to OKC. But at the same time, I think John Wall compliments James Harden really well. And I think that Boogie Cousins compliments James Harden really well if he can stay healthy. He's a big that can step out and hit the threes. Also a big that can get down there and bully somebody. I mean, there's there's a reason he was a sixth, six-time All-Star, you know, six straight All-Star appearances. Uh, John Wall was an uh, all-star too consistently. So I think that, you know, if those guys could stay healthy and, and you know, get some good reps together and play some games, I think that that, that Houston Rockets team could be a, a pretty good team. No, uh, I think the only legitimate takeaway from tonight's game was that John Wall and Boogie were out there trying to show James, like, hey, dude, we're ready to go. We need you to get back here. We've been on the sidelines. We want to contend. Uh, hopefully the Bulls take an approach to the second game. I don't know if James is going to clear the uh, COVID protocol to play for that game. Hopefully he doesn't, not that we need that. But hopefully the Bulls don't take this team lightly, and they come back and they show us that they're fighting for something similar to what we saw at a boogie and wall out the gate after not playing forever on a team that's 
seen from the outside is imploding and James Harden's not going to be here. And they went out and they took care of business and James Harden hopefully was sitting at home watching and Rockets don't have to trade him. So I don't think he's going to take a year off. Chances are he comes back to the Rockets and they try to do the damn thing, which will be interesting to watch if uh, they can do this against teams that aren't the Bulls in the preseason. Right. So, I mean, we have um, we have them again Sunday at the United Center at 7 o'clock again. Um, hopefully they can, you know, bounce back like Goose said, and we don't have to watch the Bears get whooped by the Houston Texans and then the Bulls get whooped by the Houston Rockets on Sunday. So hopefully we Oh, can... Sunday's going to suck. <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day. But that's all I have. Goose, you got anything else before we roll on out here? No, just open up your mouth and take it. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> it just, it's just so funny that that he said. Do you, do you think? Like, do you think when after he said it, he, like in his mind he just goes, "Oh fuck, man!" <laughs> like, oh, yo. No, 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 no. It wasn't even in his mind. His producer got in his ear and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to keep that one to a minimum." Yeah. Oh my god. Like I. I teared up, man. I just, oh, but, God. Oh, Adam Amin, too. Shout out to Adam Amin. He saw, he did great tonight. No, he did great. But if Noah Vonley doesn't have a guaranteed roster spot by tomorrow morning after that, there's a problem with the world that doesn't already exist. Oh, I'm going to start a petition on that petition website. Um, if if Noah Vonley doesn't have a roster spot, I'd be upset. I think that Noah Vonley should actually fight DG uh, for uh, for backup center minutes. I'm I'm totally kidding right now. I like DG a lot, and I think it's just a. Um, no, I mean I don't think you should be kidding. I, mean, I am. I, I am. Uh, no, listen. I am kidding, and the reason I am kidding is because Noah Vonley. There's a reason the guy's bounced around from team to team to team. It, 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 this I understand he's 25 years old, all right, but this this talent that he that he seems to possess just disappears so quickly. I don't know if it's a fucking if it's a motivation thing with him or or what, but. Noah Vonley does have talent, just it's not sustained talent. Um, it, we'll see what the preseason's not going to be long enough to gauge that, but I definitely keep him around, you know, just to see what we could do with him. Um, you know, but I I don't know. DG looked pretty shitty tonight, but DG had a lot of great games last year, and like I said, the long layoff was not good for any Chicago Bull. Um, so you know, take that for what you will. But it was great for John Wall and Boogie though. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Dude, John Wall's neck tattoo is fucking awesome. Like, a, a fucking, like, an actual, f- like, a face portrait on your neck. You know how long that probably took? The whole two years he was gone. Damn. That had a fucking hurt. Like, I'm all tatted up, dude, but, like, I, I could never, I couldn't do my neck, dude. I couldn't do my neck. When they did my uh, the pit of my arm, I thought I, my, my right arm, I thought I was going to die. That was worse than my rib cage. And I got my whole rib cage and my back and spine done. But my pit of my arm, I that was the worst. We got off track here really quick. That was Tattoo Talk with Buzz. Tune in next time. Yeah, tune in next time. But, yes, yeah, so you have nothing left. I have nothing left. We'll be back Sunday night after the Bulls play the Houston Rockets again for the second out of four preseason games. Everybody, be short. You're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at ONTAP Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Let's go Bulls.